Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched so many things this week. We started off with The Book of Boba Fett, episode five, so major, major, major spoiler alert for that one. We also watched The Woman in the House Across the Street from The Girl in the Window, which is a new Netflix miniseries, which is truly the most cumbersome title I think I've ever heard for a show or a film. And then finally, we watched the premiere episode of The Gilded Age, which is out on HBO. It's from Julian Fellows, who did Downton Abbey. So spoiler alert for both of those things. Also, spoiler alert for The Woman in the Window, which is a serious film that came out on Netflix and that The Woman in the House Across from the blah, 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 blah is sort of a parody and satire of. And then also, spoiler for Downton Abbey since we talk about some of the parallels between the Gilded Age and Downton Abbey. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as there are a couple of follow-up points. And without further ado, here's We're Watching What? All right, Book of Boba Fett, Episode 5. I'm going to come out and say it. Favorite episode by far. Absolutely loved it. (laughs) Reminded me how happy I was not to see Boba Fett in a show called The Book of Boba Fett. How did you two feel? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I loved it. It was interesting that, I mean, obviously a lot of, we'll just go right to a lot of what we see from Mando in it revolved around wanting to get back to Grogu, you know, like we all want to do that. Yeah. But <laughs> Jackie's face, since this is an audio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, went know, so huge. Obviously, <laughs> obviously he, was a th- he was a theme in it, yes. but it also kind of confirmed that I am, you know, kind of what I was saying last, I think last week about like, Grogu being such a thing that makes you interested in that story, regardless of what's going on. It's kind of a thing mm-hmm. where, I don't know, I was I was so invested in Din in this as well that I was like, yeah, you know, like I, I want Grogu around all the time, but I actually could watch a Mandalorian show that he's not in. I, I care enough I about Din. I also and- could too. And I was shocked by the revelation because I was like, like when he couldn't get the dark saber to work for him, I was like, so invested and so stressed when he like agreed to that duel i was like what are you doing and it was it was it was so bizarre because you know people who have listened to this podcast before will realize that i always said i didn't really care about him that much and i'm a liar i totally (laughs) care i was so invested and i was just like so happy i was like thrilled to see him which obviously like we'd hoped that this was going to be about him and then it turns out it was really all about him. Like, I thought he was just going to, like, make a, like, a you know, an appearance. I right. thought that we would see him in the beginning doing his, you know, bounty hunter thing. And then maybe that would be, like, the extent of when we saw him. So we knew sort of the timeline of what was going on. But obviously super. And then when he's, like, making Grogu something, like, he's making him a little mithril or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> little mithril vest is that's what it is like it's a tiny mithril vest that's that's we are crossing we are it's the ultimate thing i saw this meme and it was like it was like oh the gift and it was grogu and he's just got like a a silver chain (laughs) very gangster yeah because it didn't show that much because it was so tiny but it was like and of course they tied the knot to look like his little face and i was like all emotional and i was like that he was going to go back to him. And I was like, yes, you have to go get him because you can't leave him with Luke because we just need him, yes. you know? So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, all that to say, I actually really care about him. And I was very stressed. And I was, like, so upset when the Forger, like, kicked him out of the religion. And, like, he had to go. But obviously, this is, like, a good reason for him to go to Mandalore and figure out all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and um, you know, story-wise, it's interesting. And of course, the Naboo speeder, I was like dying and so happy. And then, you know, I mean, it was great. I, I felt so silly. Well, first of all, I was, 
it got spoiled for me. I mean, partially spoiled for me. Six hours after it had been released, I woke up at 6 a.m. Because you know me, I don't stay up late. And, you know, and maybe it's my fault. See, this this is what I do think. I want to I touch on the larger theme. It's not your fault ever. Thank you. Thank you. But I had not been avoiding the internet religiously, you know, Wednesday mornings because I don't care about Boba Fett. And I think this has cemented this for me. So I was like, oh, it's fine to go on Twitter. It's fine to do whatever. And now realizing that when it features, you know, Din, I care again. So I was like, no. And so I started watching it. But so screw you, internet. Spoilers are rude. And I I felt so silly because, you know, I edited our episode. I was like, oh. It's going to be him. I was I was so wrong. And then, you know, he shows up immediately. And I was like, of course. Oh, okay. My gut intuition was so, so wrong at the end well, of the good, last though. episode. Yeah. You're glad, you know. I'm so happy. <laughs> truly, truly. I was just so invested in this episode. So my question to the two of you is, because, you know, I've made it pretty clear, like, I'm meh on the rest of the Book of Boba Fett. But now having this chapter that is Din-centric in the Book of Boba Fett are you realizing now that Book of Boba Fett's a terrible show and that we don't care about Boba Fett? Have you come to the revelation? No, oh, I think God, I think I think that's so unfair <laughs> to say because the thing is, is like I do as much as like I care about Den. We've got two seasons under our belt with Den, like learning him and knowing him and caring about him and understanding him, and we have what four or five episodes of Boba Fett and like plus three some plus lines. Two, two movies and. <laughs> And yeah, some Clone no, Wars I mean, and some like Yeah, I mean I, I haven't watched much Clone Wars with him in it. So I guess I can't speak to that. But he you know, his part in the movies is so minimal that well, he's barely like, Clone Wars, yeah. Yeah, so it's just and you know, uh, so this version of Boba we don't know all that well. So, you know, and and I would have sworn up and down that I didn't care about Din until I saw him in this episode. So it's entirely possible I care more about Boba Fett than I expect to later once we get to know all the stuff better. But that that being said, I care more about Din than I do about Boba Fett for okay. sure. Right. And was like super excited to see him. We ha- you know, and, and it just made me so excited for the next season of Mandalorian, which, you know, obviously there was a lot of questions of what was going to happen, how it was going to work and all that stuff. And now I feel more secure in the knowledge that that they're going to be reunited and it's going to make me really happy. And he's going to be in the bubble in the back of that thing. And I'm going to be <laughs> so excited yes. to see him there. And I just, I can't wait. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. My notes were, I was like, where is he? Where's Grogu going to sit? And then they go like, oh, what'd you do with the droid port? And I was like, oh, phew. <laughs> oh, I hollowed it well, out. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a Grogu pod. <laughs> No reason, I just did it. We're jumping ahead, but I do want to talk about, that was a long ass time on a shipbuilding sequence. But this is my question about the ship. So, you know, the, what was the other one called? The Um, Razor Crest. The Razor Crest. We saw it had like a cargo hold. It had a bathroom, which is the first space toilet we've ever seen. Where does he go to the bathroom in the ship? There's no, it seems like a very, like, where do X-Wing fighters go to the bathroom? What's happening here? Well, I think this is, this is for somebody who's not going to be living on a ship this is someone yeah. who i mean you're not supposed it. to take them like for journeys that take weeks or anything like that i just i'm having the sense that when luke went to dagobah he must have been rank like he probably was in that x-wing okay. way longer than he was supposed to be and just like look, there's a bottle somewhere full of space <laughs> look dana there are just questions you're not supposed to ask and this is one of them okay, okay. because we don't want to know about space catheters like it's just nothing that any of us need to understand about this ship but i will say that 
I was a little bit like, okay, well, I guess he's giving up bounty hunting then because like, where is he? I mean, or he just has to kill all of his bounties. Oh, I thought it was clear he's not going to be a bounty hunter anymore. I mean, to me, it was like the beginning. He's looking for a location. He's looking for information. But I think that he's now looking for, uh, see, to me, like to kind of circle back to the question you asked Dana too, is like, it did the opposite for me. To me, this episode really like, took in a character that we've that they've already forced us to fall in love with in different in a different way and you know taken him and given us this update on like okay where's he at leading up to this uh, inevitable team up team up that we know we're going to get here where's he at and and his journey is so echoing what we've been watching boba fett and what the themes of this boba fett show have been just in totally different ways but they're these two guys that are totally separate parts of wearing this armor right Mm -hmm. and who has the right to and doesn't and all that different stuff uh, with this very righteous religion that's behind it, but looking for belonging, tribesmen without tribes, you know, this kind of thing. And now mm-hmm. we watch here, we watch as Din gets excommunicated completely. And, you know, for this thing that he's been like this code he's been living by, and yeah, he's broken the code, but it's just from breaking that code. It's like, oh, you're out, you're done. And it's this thing where they're both searching for some sort of belonging and are now going to be in positions of having to create their own, which is what we're watching Boba do. I also thought that the parallels to The Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. which, you know, I'm very unpopularly a big fan of, and to me is the best of the prequel films, and I'll argue to the end on that oh my God. forever. But, oh my God. but that film and that story, when you look at the story of Naboo, is so centric on, you know, colonization and the gun guns and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff and how finding a way to actually bring them back and work them back into society and be like, you know, this was, you know, because the gun guns were treated underwater because they were colonized with humans. And so it's the kind of thing where it's calling back to things. I mean, the title being called Return of the Mandalorian was also this echoing of Return of the Jedi to me, which is what the, the vibe that the Book of Boba Fett has been like riding the coattails on. And I just felt thematically it all fit really nicely in a way that I did feel a little bad for Boba that he was not in his episode, an episode at all. Like, you know, I kind of we felt didn't like, see him at all. He's missing it. It's everyone's, it. And it's everyone's, well, and to that point, you have a valid, you have valid points as well because it's, it's everyone's favorite episode of the season and he's not even in it. So it's like, oh God. Um, so I did feel bad for him and I did feel that some of the shipbuilding, the things you're talking about, like some of what we got could have been flashbacks that we see of Bandos in his own season. You know, because we really yeah. needed to get to a point where, okay, he's on Tatooine, you know he's going to be seeing Fennec or Boba at some point, <laughs> you know, and getting to the point of what we were talking about, which is, hey, I need help, you know. But yeah, I, I thought that that all was like very prevalent to what's going on, and I can't wait to see where it's going to go. And I love the idea that we're going to get Din hopefully going to Mandalore and exploring these waters. I think we're going to get Din in a mythosaur. Like I never, I mean, seeing a mythosaur on screen, like my, what the hell? Like it's just, it's things like that, that I just, I don't know. I never thought about, I never thought we were actually going to go there. And I think we're going to go there. And I think we're going to have Boba kind of running his own. I want him to enlist all these different bounty hunters without homes. Like I want these bounty hunters to, to join into a clan that is going to be about like, what if this turned into, I mean, this is just stupid, wild dreams. But what if this turned into like bounty hunters actually being repurposed for good and like going out and well, helping colonize the colonized and helping free slaves, the gladiators, so, all these different yeah. things. It would be amazing. So the funny thing about that is I do think that's actually where they were sort of going with Cara Dune. You know, I think mm. that that parallel was yeah. like, oh, she's, you know, hanging up her hat, to, which sucks because Cara Dune now, I I just, I'm no longer It's just team. such a disappointment because that character is very cool. I like yeah. what, I mean, I stand by Disney and their decisions to fire her. I just, 
and bummed because I think the character was kind of cool. Right. Like the idea of that character. Like I don't even think she was particularly a great actress. So that's no skin off my back. But like it's just a bummer that now that character is just kind of not going to exist anymore. Yeah. And, and you know, we got the return of Mr. Kim or Paul, Paul Lee yeah. from Kim's Convenience. I, you know, I when, when we when he was flying, I was like, oh, my God, Mr. Kim's going to be back. Mr. Kim's going to be back. And then yeah. he was and it was great. But he's you know, he is another figure who I think stands for what you were hinting at in terms of like, you know, putting their efforts towards more altruistic causes instead of, you know, just money. there was and there were so many Easter eggs in this, too. It was such a love letter to just like you know, Star Wars of the past and, and stuff. And the thing that the Jawas bring him at the end, I forget what it's called now. Isn't that what, what Han's using to like keep themselves? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. In yeah. The, the and, and like, yeah. Yes. Um, and then I watched this like TikTok because I didn't notice this myself. I'll be very honest. And that there's like uh, Anakin like hits a barrier at some point during the pod racing scene. In, um, and then they, they actually have the like ruins of it still there. That's pretty good. Oh, there were several shots of that when he because he's going through Beggar's Canyon, which is exactly where the no, it looked almost exactly well. Well, it was mostly from the ride, but yeah, shots though that are like exactly from the pod racing, like so many. And I was like, my sister and I were like texting while we were watching it. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, like I was losing my mind. And she was like, you can be okay. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I no, do, but took yes. maybe like four <laughs> times the amount of notes that I usually do. <laughs> I just like, I love, I mean, and I am a big fan of Naboo and like the culture there and all this stuff. And so I was just, I was thrilled to see a speeder. I liked a little live. line about the, you know, the Naboo royalty, the monarchy and like, yeah, all that stuff. So cool. And so, and yeah, the Naboo Starfighter, it's, it's so, I don't know. I think it's so cool looking. I love it. I, I love the idea that it's this ruins from back when things were prosperous and the royalty and all that stuff. And it's kind of like Din is taking this relic essentially and like remaking it for the now times. And it looks how things do now. And it kind of actually made me consider the weird speeder bike gang in a weird way, mm-hmm. in a different way. Like I still yeah, think the no, best. I still, no, I still think those stuff, are. <laughs> but it made me reconsider it in a way where it was like the bright colors felt kind of like the youth coming in and trying to like, rebirth what the past used to be like now that the empire is like oh. even though it's it, you know i i I'm not, i still think they're still yeah. but i just mean the idea of those colors and stuff because you know the Naboo starfighter being bright yellow and, and stuff like that and things were a lot flashier i mean mm-hmm. my favorite ship of all time is is the nubian the queen's you know transport the royal transport that big silver gotta have that toy in my parents attic still I think. do we but it, it's just like that shiny metallic like I, all that really oh. flashy stuff i love I've always loved the Naboo ships because they're so gorgeous. They're just like so, I mean, they're what we would picture. Obviously, I grew up in that time, but it looks so aerodynamic and just so like they should be able to fly really well, you know, and it's just, I don't know. They, they look anyway, like I was this, like. They look ahead. like the 60s vision of the future, right? You know, like. <laughs> no, it's true. Because it, it actually like the good was as well. Yeah. yeah and, and then as opposed to the, you know the X-Wings and the stuff like that, which I don't even know what era is that vision of yeah. the future, but it's a more dystopian one. See, for me, I, I'm i not a big episode one or, you know, prequels person in Naboo and whatever, but but what I did like, and, you know, maybe this is reading too much into it, is that it's showing him, he's got the Darksaber, right? He's a reticent, effectively, heir to a throne. And so he's trying to make 
something, you know, a, a position of something that symbolizes a position of leadership his own. And so by taking a royal starfighter ship and then being like, nope, going to rebuild it, going to strip all this stuff out. You know, I was like, maybe this is the parallel that they're going for where he's doing things his way. You know, like, yeah. I think it's one of many parallels there. Yeah, agreed. And I, I love us, you know, the way she was talking about the religion and the way that, you know, obviously the, the version of Mandalorian religion that he was a part of was extremely strict and, and very um, rigid. And, you know, now, uh, you know, and then there's a version, you know, that's on Mandalore that sort of lost Mandalore because they were too, you know, maybe not rigid enough, right? And so it's kind of like, it, it, it'll be really interesting to to me to see what happens when he gets to Mandalore and like how he feels right. about all of that too. I don't know. But yeah, I, I really love the like youth slash new, the people who survived the atrocities of, 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 of what happened before kind of rebuilding and like figuring it out. Oh my God. I just realized the speeder bike people are like the Gen Zers of yeah. like, we're the millennials of the Star Wars universe and they're the Gen Z equivalent. Because they're living through the anyway. I don't know. I just had a great. I mean, there were some weird, weird moments in this episode as well. That like the dating a Jawa thing. <laughs> I know what so we're talking Jawa or Jawaese or whatever. I don't know what the language is called. It felt it was just defensive, but like, like I was just like dying. Like I thought it was so funny and like just so weird. But I, I just love weird little things like that in the universe. You know that. Yeah, or like the the two legged droid that I was like, this oh is God, just for toys. Well, yeah. I loved him. He got us right away, but I was like, oh, toys. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I, it's just so, the universe is so, you know, because again, I'm very like, I've binged all the shows. I've gotten crazy with it. I've read nearly all the books. I can't stop with, you know, Star Wars canon stuff. And my one of my final stops was like, I've got to try playing this stupid game because I just am terrible at video games. So I, <laughs> I finally, like two weeks ago, got Fallen Order mm. and I'm barely into it. But I had just sent video of a cinematic to Jamie and Jackie, my sister and Jackie here, and been like, oh my God, look at this droid, because <laughs> I'm obsessed with him. His name's BD1, whatever. And it's the BD unit. It's that, And it was like, oh my God, it was just in time for me to watch this show and be like, oh, oh okay, I know him. It's not that same one, I don't think. I don't okay, think, uh, yeah, but it's like. But I was like, oh, it's that droid that I just well, said like, was so cute, and I love it. All the droids we got to see, I was like, I was like so excited to see like a K2SO type droid. Yeah, like the and scary murder k 2 I was going to say, it's the yeah. first time we ever saw Mandalore in live action, and you spend a ton of time on Mandalore in Clone Wars and Rebels, and it's, I've, it's just like it's amazing. To, I, I'm like, I know we'll see it more. I think in Mando three, and I think this was like a really sad way to see it, but it was like yeah. so cool to see it finally. <laughs> well, and I got, I mean, as a like Disneyland nerd, I got really excited to see um, Rex, DJ Rex's, you know, type of droid at the um, station too. That made me really happy. Just to say on the the R three X slash Rex comment, I was mm -hmm. like. It was so cute to see he was working like as a transport droid, mm -hmm. and I was just like, "Oh, Star Tours!" <laughs> you know, oh, I was like, so oh, happy. You know what I mean? Like it was, like it was such a, just like, cute. a Disneyland nerd moment where I was just like, eh. "Yeah, look, I because <laughs> he was see. made for the the ride, right? Like, I think he was made for Star Wars? Tours. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. So I think this is the first time we've seen him like in Star Wars canon. You know, instead of I mean, yes. I mean, I think yeah. the rides are canon, but you know what I mean, like. So I was excited. in a film on, on screen, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I like, I gotta say, I enjoyed this episode so much. I am willing to like when at the end, when it said directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, I was like, what? 
I will watch any episode she does. She, yeah, she is get, she's doing really well in the Star Wars yeah. universe. And I can't believe yeah. I, but I, you know what? I, credit where Her credit episodes is are due. my favorite, dude. She's yeah. great. She, I do wonder know. if she's just being given some of the better episodes, you know. But Maybe, I, but she's, she's taking it. But she's killing it. it. Yeah, she's absolutely killing it. Yeah, I wanted to highlight because you had mentioned spoiler and stuff like that as well. I was going to, I took a screenshot and I meant to send this to you both. And then, but I didn't know if you'd watched yet. And I was like, oh, whatever. Not that it matters. But it was like Bryce Dallas Howard on Twitter posted a photo of just herself with the scene marker in front of her and just said mm-hmm. the directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. look above effect. Ming-Na Wen retweeted it and was just like, Bryce, such a cinematic and magnificent chapter. You're a remarkable director. Like Fennec Shand, you don't miss. And it's blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I want Florence Pugh and Haley Steinfeld <laughs> to look at this and take notes that this mm-hmm. is how you mm-hmm. do it. This, like, is this is how you, you talk build about you were. Yes. And, and yes. Florence Pugh w- couldn't have done this without spoiling she was in it. But I'm just saying this is this is a non-spoiler. This is hype mm-hmm. and building excitement and building each other up and supporting mm-hmm. each other and being excited about something without ruining it for the fans. Yeah. Like that's what that looks like. And it just made me so like, I just love them. And I, you know, it just like makes you love more because I was worried when I saw she was tweeting. I was like, oh, God, don't do something stupid. Don't post a picture of him. Don't like, please don't. Right. And it was great. (laughs) Post a picture of him in the the set of Rocky where we opened. I was like, we're in the meat locker from Rocky. (laughs) I know. I was like, this is the set of every mob movie we've ever seen. You've ever seen. Like it was, it was so (laughs) earthly. It was yeah. so strange. I was like, those are such a distinct, you know, those like weird, te- like sp- spaghetti, you know, <laughs> yeah. that come down the clear plastic. I was like, that's so strange. Yeah. No, it was, that was funny. The, the but... other thing that stood out, and I'm, I'm willing, again, I'm willing to forgive it because I had such a great time this episode, but wizard? The wizard is slang there? <laughs> what? I don't understand. Where would they have the... Oh, I, I know there's precedent. I know there's yeah. precedent because oh, like okay. Jedi's have oh. been called... Space right? wizards, right? At some yeah. point. But yeah, but it's like it's in the Star Wars universe. It's like how you say something super cool. I know, but it's just such a '50s, you know, yeah. slang thing that it clearly I don't know George Lucas at some point, like you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a bit of American graffiti made its way into the Star Wars universe at some point. Yeah. They're like, we're going to use that in this episode. Yeah, it just it's like, so unnatural. Oh, that's so funny because I di- I didn't bump on it at all. But maybe it's because I read the books or something. Oh. I don't know. I was just like, this is. Golly gee, wizard! <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> yeah, no, what's his face? Um, uh, I can't. Whatever the kid's name, kid, kidster in uh, episode one. I'm, I'm saying that as if you're gonna care, but yeah. Anakin's <laughs> friend before the pod race was. That's, oh, right, right, oh, that's right. so wizard, Annie. Does he say and that? Yeah, I, I don't uh-huh. remember. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, uh, and then it is in some of the books, and then the High Republic. There, it's all. They're all over it too. Or one of the one of the characters. Uh, says it a lot. So. I, feel, I feel like yeah. I don't know. Is it like just Han who says it. it about like Obi Wan or something like that? And it, I feel, I remember it saying being said once in a semi disparaging way. You yeah, know, like oh, wizardry yeah. or something. You know, but I wish, it just felt so out of place for me. In this. <laughs> but again, willing to grieve it. Had a yeah. wonderful time. Had a great time. So excited. Yeah, and I love I'm that really... he's going to come back. To I hope, I hope he carries the rest of this season though, because I don't need this. Is for me at least. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick with you, but. Give me more of this. Well, yeah. I mean, there's stuff I want to know, though. I'm Boba's play world still. So I'm like, I'm hoping. I mean, it sounds like Din's going to come back to help them at some point. So 
Right. You know, it might happen yeah. this season. I don't know. I think. Do you think, think it's not going to be this season? Well, I don't know. I think personally, oh. like if I was to craft out the because it's only two more episodes, right? So if I was mm-hmm. to craft what I think they're going to be, I don't. I mean, I'll eat my words if I'm totally wrong. I don't necessarily think we need to see Din go to Grogu. I think that that could be something done in his season, mm-hmm. which I hope is coming sooner than we think. But I think. We will see him return. We will be back with Boba and Fennec, and I will. We will see Din return. I I believe that it's possible they are going to go free a bunch of gladiators. I think mm-hmm. that it's hopeful and possible we might see a couple different bounty hunters, maybe some that are Easter eggs. Like I'm, there's a few that I'm very much hoping for, but uh, kind of coming to the aid here. And I think we are going to see a battle, a turf war, a little bit in at least in the finale between. Boba and his allies with the Pikes. Yeah, I was going to say, I just uh, can't imagine all this buildup of this, you know, other cartel nemesis and then not having some sort of altercation with yeah. them. I think we're going to see that, but I, but I, I'm still holding firm that I really truly believe Crimson Dawn is involved in this. And I think Crimson Dawn is behind the whole thing. And I believe that I, you know, I, I want certain characters to appear. If they do, I think it might be a, I think Garza is Crimson Dawn, and I think it might be a, okay, here's the big bad kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so, and it's all orchestrated because they wanted to wipe, they wanted Jabba's, you know, legacy, and they wanted the Pikes. They, they're trying to wipe out some of their enemies in the, in the crime syndicate world. And I think that Boba's getting in the way. So we might see the, the war with the Pikes, and we might see some resolution with that, but that Crimson Dawn will be there and be like, this is what's coming next. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what that means for Din and Boba, and Fennec and stuff like that, but I would love, like I was mentioning before, to see Boba starting this kind of group, this like syndicate of of bounty hunters that are actually not being assholes. And so that'd be really cool to me. Yeah, but my my assumption is again, so you know, at this point, Boba, let's say it is Crimson Dawn, right? Boba doesn't know that, and we as the audience don't know that. So maybe that's the big reveal at the end of the season. But to get to that point, we do have to fight somebody, right? We have to fight yeah. the Pikes, and the because Pikes. he doesn't know that, you know, it sounds like. Boba's trying to enlist Din's help against the Pikes. And so I would assume that Din will be here for the altercation. Yes, I believe so too. And I think that it's possible we might even get the Night Owls again as well, like Bo-Katan and them, because I Mm. think that in in the shows, but also just I think it's kind of known somewhat here, but like the Mandalorians very much have beef with the Pikes as well. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's not crazy. It's not as much as some others might but they sure but they have they I mean, have a, an additional interest there. in participating yeah. but kind of like what matt was saying like i don't think we'll actually get to see the reunion between him and grogu yet no i, I hope we do get it season like i hope we do yeah but i almost feel like we might because he said he was going to go see someone and then if he comes back for the final battle which i think that's what they were setting up like why else would you put this here you know what i mean or that or, scene ooh, right ooh. Okay, and or. so then we might even get Grogu coming back with him, but we don't get more than just like a little, you know, glimpse of him, like in the ship or something like that. Well, or he participates. He is a powerful Jedi. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. my my assumption was that I I thought we might be going down the path of getting to see Grogu in this, but what if? And I'm, this will make me very sad. But what if you know Din essentially promises his help as he's done. And then goes off to go see Grogu and, you know, Boba calls him in. He's like, hey, okay, I need you. And he doesn't show up because he's dealing, something has happened to Grogu or he's dealing with Grogu or something like that. And so we have, oh, like a big you know, tease. Yeah. Yeah, like a big, yeah. but not only that, maybe, you know, maybe that means that Boba loses this fight 
you know, and then has to figure out where to. I, now, the more I talk it through, the more I'm no, like, but I mean, you, you never know. I, I, I wouldn't be mad at seeing Grogu because I never would be, but I think that it wouldn't necessarily serve this narrative all that much right. if we did see him. I don't see why. Oh, it's why Din for would, sure. Oh, totally. I don't see why Din would come back with him just because why I don't know why he would have reason at this point to remove him from Luke's care. So it wouldn't, it would, it would kind of, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but. To me, him making a little chainmail outfit is kind of be like, I want to go give this kid more protection than he already has just because I care that much about him. But it's not necessarily right. like, come with me. And so mm. I think, and it's also just an excuse to go say hi. But I think that he, it, see, it would seem, I mean, they could craft a reason and I would be fine with it, I'm sure. But it seems like it'd be weird for him to be like, I know I just had you go with Luke, but let me go ahead and take you back. But weren't they kind of like, you have to like separate ties they this. were, but he's but he's clearly very like not feeling okay doing that entirely. Right. So so, so but that's why I'm saying like the, it, you know it could be he goes off to do this thing and he's interfering and that causes problems for him and so that totally. like, we pick yeah. up his storyline later, you know. But it's oh like, totally oh, yeah, that's yeah. No, where he was coming back. <laughs> no, yeah, I no, that's mean, what I, I can see. This that. is like yeah, like of course you know, and and just like everyone's saying here, it's like I want to see Grogu just because I love Grogu and I didn't realize how much I miss Grogu until, you know, his being mentioned and getting gifts and all that stuff. And I'm like crying about it. And, you know, but like, I just, I don't know, you know, of course I really, I do want to see him, but I think you're right. I think I don't know what part he would play and bring him back slash it would it would be soon that he left Luke's care. Yeah. But then I think the whole Luke thing is so awkward and weird that I, I hope we don't see much of that character, mm-hmm. you know, just the way that they do it. I don't love it. No, it creeps me out. I would love to see Grogu in a little bit here, kind of in Mando season, maybe like having learned some stuff. Hmm. And helping, actually helping Din use the Darksaber. Oh my god, imagine Grogu Mm -hmm. in a tiny Beskar shirt and like a tiny lightsaber. Oh my god. Honestly, okay. But there's precedent. What if Grogu even like uses the Darksaber and like... Well, he might. That's the thing is it's like there's precedent with Jedi obviously knowing how to use this thing better than non-Force wielders. (laughs) And so, uh, and learning to use, because you saw like when when he was using it, obviously he's sloppy with it. But then when he's fighting, was it Pre Vizsla, whatever his name is, uh, um, John Favreau, man. Well, well, whoever that, yeah. But like fighting, no, isn't that, it, like, isn't it's that like John Favreau? Heavy. Is it John Favreau? Is I thought John Favreau's him? died. I thought his oh, character. Did he? Died. Maybe you're you're probably right. I don't. Anyway. But when he was fighting him, it was like the weight and stuff. And obviously she was talking about that and stuff. But there's like in Rebels and stuff like that. There's like stuff where it's like the Jedi are kind of like, oh, you have to flow your energy into it and not be conflicted and blah, blah. It's very, you know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the books talk a lot about it, which is why like non-force users can use one, but they never use it as well as a Jedi does. Hmm. Yeah. But the dark saber is like still different than a lightsaber, right? In that kind of way where it has a different weight to it. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. but like to, to manage the weight, it takes a certain amount of, thought that doesn't require the force but jedi understand it better and so i would love to see a situation where somehow grogu helps teach him how to use it which would be <laughs> no i think it was i think that is john favreau's character oh is it okay yeah well happy if it is like whatever per. yeah pa- pause Viz- vizla 
is John Favreau. Yeah, usually, so usually, I was like, I'm saying previously. Yeah, I mean, usually I hate fan service, but I love Grogu so much. So I don't really care how mm-hmm. they make him show up and win, yeah. as long as they get to see his little well, face. I mean, they brought this episode in at the right time for me because I was so ready to tap out, but I'm like, fine, I'll see how this ends. <laughs> <laughs> and also, when's the next season of The Mandalorian? <laughs> I know. Well, that's my thing is I since we haven't really heard. I haven't heard anyway, like reports of filming and this and that. I feel like I would not be shocked if it actually comes sooner than we thought. Yeah, I, I, mean, that, I, like, I this would be surprised if we that they like did it all in secret and that like they're just going to drop it. Like, on what if they secret were like, yeah. yeah, like what well, if they no. rolled right into it? <laughs> like what if they have full? Oh my god, like it's a full Beyonce situation. We're like just at midnight, suddenly we have fucking new music, oh and we're like, what? Don't even tease. No, but my guess is maybe they'll announce it for end of twenty. 22 yeah because i was thinking about it and i was like you know yeah because we do still have we have andor which we know has wrapped filming i believe that i think that obi-wan kenobi is going to i think they're going to do that on may the 4th Mm. Um, because last year they did the the bad batch on may the 4th but it wasn't like surprise it was everyone knew it was coming but this i feel like would be a perfect thing to like surprise drop or like Mm -hmm. guess what it's coming next week or you know here's a gift you know yeah and then we have Ahsoka. And, and the thing is, is I know that after her appearance in season two, I know just from following Rosario that she was getting back in the chair and doing more makeup and stuff and getting back into Ahsoka. So I don't know if that was to film Ahsoka. If it was to film this show. I don't know if it was to film for Mandalorian. It was probably, it was probably for her show in Mandalorian is my guess. But even so, it's like she yeah. was doing that shortly after that aired, like not yeah. that long after that. I'm like, something has been filmed that we don't know mm-hmm. any information for yet. So I think next is Andor. It's mid-2022, and then it's Obi-Wan, and then it's Ahsoka in, is, is in 2023 at some point. So, I, you know, I think they just haven't announced yeah. where it'll slot in. But actually, based on that, it could be early 2023, like maybe, or, or maybe the way that this bridged yeah. into. Anyway, we'll see. I'm excited. And then I feel like, I mean, like we're talking how this probably won't be wrapped up with a pretty bow by the end. I wouldn't be shocked if they greet mud at season two of this as well. Oh, I don't yeah, know I how either. quickly they would do that. Yeah. So it remains to be seen. But I've got to say, I'm I'm pretty stoked about pretty much. I mean, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, I think, could surprise me in a lot of ways. It's the one I need the least. But I am pretty stoked about everything that's coming because it's just, I don't know. It's all yeah. stuff I'm like really, really wanting. It's all exciting. All right. Well, in the polar opposite direction of things that I'm not looking forward to or was looking forward to and just utterly slog to get through. It was the woman in the house across the street from the I do the worst, most cumbersome title in the history of man. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. What did you two think of this one? This is coming off of that's. It felt like a lifetime ago, but we watched Brazen last week, and this is. I actually liked it better than I expected to, which is kind of interesting. interesting. I didn't love it. But I will say that, like, I laughed more than I expected to. So that was, like, very strange for me because, you know, it felt very much not my humor at first. But then it would get me occasionally. And maybe it's just because I love Kristen Bell and I'm not sure, like, Mm. if she just, like, does it for me occasionally. But I wouldn't have said that, like, as a whole, like, I'm not, like, I'm not looking forward to this second season or anything. Mm -hmm. I am very, 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 very confused. About the show all together. I thought it, because for me, I, I was surprised to hear that you laughed in it because I didn't Same. at all. And I was just, and I was more along the lines of I couldn't find, except for maybe like one line in each episode, maybe I couldn't find where they were actually going for humor. 
And so it just was so opposite from what I perceived as humor that I couldn't. And I don't even mean that in such a way of a dig. I was entertained enough by the show. You know what I mean? Really? Like I, oh. I got through it easily enough. I didn't love it, but I was like fine. But I was very confused because I was like, I thought this was supposed to be satire. And I know it was, but it didn't land in any sort of way that I thought satire should. I, my problem yeah, with it was it. like, yeah, I think it was trying to be satire, but it also, it like, it didn't know when it needed to commit to it. And then sometimes in the moments where it shouldn't have, it overcommits to things, yeah. you know? And and I, I think the core of it actually that was, I was trying to figure out why I just did not enjoy it at all. As absurd as something like Brazen is, right? There's still a story that is uh, mildly plausible, you know? But this, the fact that they, they just like, it did not make sense or matter how the murder was committed and and then at the end it comes in and you know spoilers obviously but that, that it's so far-fetched and i know this they're trying to make fun of the genre but everything yeah. to that point has just it's it's been so too many red herrings and again i know that's what they're trying to do but i was just like you've overcomplicated this and had it been i think simpler it would have been funnier because we'd be, we, you know, they're, they're trying so hard to make us go. They're like, hey, look at that thing. This is a thing they do in those other movies. And we're going to do it like even more exaggerated. Like I felt like they were trying so hard. It, I mean, ironically, I think it's Matt, your problem with Peacemaker for this, where they're like, I'm going to repeat the joke. I'm going to repeat the thing. You know, yeah. I'm going to do it so many times. See, she's pouring wine. She's pouring an entire bottle of wine into this thing. Like, don't you get it? She's being, f-. anyway. Ugh. But it's like a thing where I would have appreciated if she, have you ever like seen the, I, I don't remember if it was on Amy Schumer's sketch show or what it was, but there I send a gift a lot to people too, where Amy Schumer's like drinking this huge wine glass. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Entire, it's like, if you would, it didn't have to be so like over the top crazy, I get, but like if you had committed more in a way where I've poured that glass of wine before that she, but she was pouring. I know she was doing it all the time, but I was like, well, she's depressed. Her daughter got eaten. Like, yeah. and I know that was supposed to be funny, but it was just this weird kind of, it, it was, it was bizarre to me that it was, everything felt, so serious in a mm-hmm. way that it wasn't landing as humor to me. Whereas like if you had gone on an approach, it doesn't have to be so slapstick, but if you got an approach like what scary movie was to horror mm-hmm. films and made it a film and just been making fun of this weird kind of subgenre of thriller that has sprung up in the last 10 years, 15 years of like someone kind of a rear window type of thing, right? But it has become kind of more, you know, girl on the train, woman in the window, all these different yeah. like, things, uh, even Gone Girl somewhat but like this kind of whatever like and made fun of it in a way that was a more obvious i might have liked it better but i think it should have been a movie oh yeah well so my big my big criticism was why was this not a movie i think there was way too much filler Mm -hmm. too much too many red herrings too many whatever but like i actually i was like i was laughing hysterically when she was like sipping the top of her wine i laughed at that moment that was the one i thought that was really funny i thought it was really funny when we saw like the (laughs) Like she gave no fucks and just had a huge bowl of corks like on her kitchen counter. There was like a couple of like moments, but then, you know, like the rain thing, I didn't think was funny at all. I didn't really get it. Like her paralyzing fear of rain that yeah. had nothing to do with her daughter's death as far as I could tell. Well, it's just that it was raining that day. And so yeah. she's like, yeah. yeah. And then like, you know, her husband being a therapist, but I did, I actually thought like little things were really funny. Like, the tombstone had a different saying on it every time we saw it and they were all like I didn't even pay weird <laughs> like things like that um and uh, like she was always reading a different book with a different sort of gone girl type title which I thought was funny like I said I enjoyed it more than I expected to because I really thought I would hate it but yes it should have been a movie there's no reason why we needed 
what was it, eight episodes of this? It was yeah. so. It was, it was brutal. And then the do- it being the daughter wasn't funny, basically, at all to me. That whole fight was kind of ridiculous. I did think her sleeping with the the hooker guy was really funny, actually. And a lot of the, like, romance kind of moments, like, embarrassed me, but I thought were pretty funny um, when she was, like, thinking that romance was going to happen when it never was. Um, but anyway. I, I feel like they wanted to break the fourth wall a lot and didn't. And Maybe they, they should have. And maybe they should have, but like they just, I wanted this to be, did either of you watch American Vandal on Netflix? Yeah. 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 Yeah, It it was that mockumentary that Mm -hmm. was about like, yeah, the first one's about like the penis graffiti in the school parking Mm -hmm. lot. But that to me, that's doing the genre of true crime essentially so well, but they're committed to it and they're not being like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. They're just, it, they've taken this like situation and made it so absurd, but everyone is behaving as if they were in one of those other shows or in one of those other movies. It's just the circumstances are that much more exaggerated. And like, that is what I, or or not even exaggerated, simplified almost for American Vandal. That is what I feel like this could have taken a lesson from and been like, okay, we're going to do it. And we're going to actually do a very straightforward plot. And we're going to do all these things, or we're going to, we're going to take the, the, you know, the template from a Nora Roberts book or something like that. And then we're just going to, you know, heighten these moments or do the wine thing and that. I just, I felt like it could have been so much cleaner than it was. Yeah. Well, and I think also it's like, yeah, kind of what we're all talking about, but play up the things that are actually ridiculous about these movies Mm -hmm. and these stories. Right. So I, I caught on pretty early that it was going to be this little girl. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. And I was disappointed by that, but I was, I caught on pretty early. I was like, okay, it's going to be the daughter. And as we're doing and we're seeing all this, it, you know, it, it had too many elements. Like there were things that were dumb that were like, okay, not plausible, but then too many elements that were acting in a serious way. I feel that was kind of like, okay, you want me to subscribe to this belief that, okay, this girl did all this, but mm-hmm. then explain to me in a stupid way how she is texting and communicating, like making a dummy, has a, a burner phone, like communicating with. <laughs> Is these people to pretend that the woman is alive still. How is this girl doing that? And where, like, you know, how does she have a burner phone? Who's paying for that? What, you know, like all these different yeah. things where, again, it's like, who cares maybe? But it was self-serious enough in a way that I was like, you should have made these things like just so over the top stupid, you know, rather than kind of committing to this, this vibe that was somewhat serious and kind of and, to be and, taken seriously, and, I felt. And it wasn't funny. And obviously, you know, and it's hard because, like, I love, you know, like, Knives Out, and I really love Only Murders in the Building. And mm-hmm. those were basically love stories to the genre while sort of making fun of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that is sort of, like, this should have been, like, a more ridiculous version of those, right? Like, like a love story to the genre actually have a good mystery at the heart of it, right? Like, have something that's actually interesting at the heart. Right. And then make fun of it along the way. And it would have been and only be a movie because it didn't, I don't know. It was so much. Yeah. But then I still think this needed to be a full out parody because the plot, I don't think, I think we, I asked neither of you had watched it, but the plot was so close to woman in the window Mm. that it was a lot more like scary movie is to scream where it's like, we're doing the plot of scream, but we are going to make fun of the horror genre as a whole while we're doing this. Uh Uh-huh. And that's what this needed to do, but it didn't. It just I was mean, like, it, but the plot was so, like she was, I forget what the phobia is, but she was afraid of going outside. 
that. Okay, because I was like that, yeah. that that makes more sense. Maybe if I'd seen Woman in the Window, this would have been. Oh yeah, linear. no, it was it was very. Um, I mean, it wasn't like a little girl killing this and that, but she witnesses a murder. No one believes her. She's addicted to pills and alcohol and this and that, whatever. They think she's hallucinating it and everything. The difference being that when she sees the woman murdered, they're like, no, she wasn't. And then there's a woman there who's like, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. But it's a different actress. And she's like, that's not the same woman, you know? And it's Uh like this whole, whatever. It's a different movie by the end. But this was so clearly a direct parody of it, it, but but without being like a parody. So that's why I was like, I just don't understand and even the title is a is a parody of those titles. It's stupid right. to say this is dumb. And I don't know. And then by the end, it's not that I should care, I guess, but it's like Glenn Close, like, what are you doing? And then she's there. <laughs> I don't understand what mystery they think they're setting up for that because it's like her body was in the bathroom and then suddenly it wasn't. And the guy said no one was on the flight. So you're telling me that people are like someone murdered her on the plane is, and is pretending she was never there. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to be interested in here. And if she was, then like, we don't have enough characters to talk. Like, is she going to be on the flight all eight episodes? Oh, God. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, how are we going to... It's just too much. It's just like, too how, much. It just, you don't set it up very well because, like, then... Because at least this one, you know, you have neighbors and, like, whatever. Oh, that's the character. I actually really liked the character who only talked about her husband with the, like, giant <laughs> diamond ring. Like, yeah. I, I thought she was the important cool. clients of... Yeah, the important clients. And, all she, you know, her whole life revolved around her husband. And yeah. it was just, like... No, there, there were elements of it that again this is why i was excited for the series because it's like oh you know this is like it has a it's a recipe for possible humor yeah. and then well, it there just, was a for budget. me it just turned, right it just turned that, i was well, like this and, is well shot guys, and well produced everyone loves it though it's like the number one watch thing in, in america on netflix it? it got number one i follow netflix. Kristen bell and she's been posting you know wow. all of the stuff so Did I, I feel like i watched a different show <laughs> Yes, well, I'm just, so just because people watched it doesn't mean that that's they liked true. it, though, right? Yeah, so, like, you know, popularity does not equal good, as we are very aware. Right. But I have a couple of friends who really liked it, and I had a couple of friends that hated it, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sad. I know. I, I write hard with Kristen Bell. I mean, I, you know I'm obsessed with Veronica Mars. I mean, I go back with her, and it's just like this, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not like yeah, it's her it, fault. It, she, it was, did it, she did her no, job. But it's like she did what uh, she was supposed to do in it, and. Like I said, I thought it was funnier than I expected it to be. I didn't expect to like it at all. So here we are. Mm. And then it was also just, but it wasn't great. <laughs> it was no. bloated and mystery. Yeah, I, oh. I have actively, people have asked about it and I've actively recommended not watching it. But, you know, all right. Well, <laughs> last thing we watched this week was the first episode of The Gilded Age. How did it meet expect? Did it meet expectations? Did we have expectations for it? <laughs> I had never seen anything about it. I, I had seen like the poster and mm-hmm. I knew Cynthia Nixon was in it and Christine Baranski, but I did, had not seen a trailer or anything. So my expectations were kind of non-existent. I will also say I'm a communist in the way that I've never been able to get into Downton Abbey. Oh. And I don't think anything bad about it. I just have never. No, no, that's right. Yeah. I, I, that's... You know, like, and I don't, and I, and I believe people that it's amazing and I maybe will go back and try to do it all someday, but I've watched five or six episodes and just kind of been like, I just don't really care that much mm. about that show. But all of that being said, I really, really, really liked this. Oh, interesting. <laughs> very <Okay>. surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I, I had almost no expectations. I loved the first season of Downton Abbey and then never watched the second season for reasons wow. that are just like, cause it, it does a weird time jump and mm. I got confused and thought that maybe I didn't know where I was. Cause that the, the 
at the time I was downloading things, you know, and now I have subscriptions. Don't worry, I watch everything legally now. I mean, in fairness, it was also on PBS, so it was technically, you know, more or less free. You know, it was but- hard to get it at the time, yeah, actually, because yeah, yeah. it was like, you know, what, anyway. Yeah, see, to me, it's Netflix or whatever. So. Oh, yeah. So it was, it was like a long, like a while ago, it was only airing in the UK. And All then, right. so, yeah. and then it was over here on PBS Masterpiece or whatever theater. And then, anyway. And um, so I really loved the first season. And then it does a weird time jump in the second season. I got confused, thought that maybe I got the wrong episodes or didn't mm. understand and then just never picked it back up for whatever reason, even though the whole world loved it. And like, well, you put whatever. it off and then you were like, yeah. okay. And then it didn't. And then it just became overwhelming mm-hmm. and just like, whatever. So I never uh, watched it. The only things I knew about this is I followed Danae Benton because she was in Hamilton. And so when I had gotten obsessed with Hamilton, I started following her. And so I knew she was going to be in it. And I was excited um, that a black woman was going to be in a period, you know, a costume period and did not look to be slave which is exciting. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I had a good time. I love I love the spectacle of a costume um, thing. I, I, I like Christine Baranski. I love, of course, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm interested to see where it goes. Like it's, it's airing tonight and I'm excited to watch it when we get off of this. Yeah, full disclosure, this is not why I was running late, but I started watching it because I wanted to, <laughs> I was like, oh, the Gilded Age is on tonight. <laughs> I had no expectation. I had forgotten about it until Jackie last week. You had reminded us that it was coming on, and I I did watch Downton Abbey. I love Downton Abbey. I you know I'm with you, Matt, in that like the classism in it is absurd. But I just Maggie Smith makes that show for me, and I I watched all the seasons. I watched the movie. I will end up watching the second movie. I'm sure. And you know I hadn't heard great things about Gilded Age, and I feel like it's a Xerox of a Xerox of a Xerox of Downton Abbey with less attractive accents, but I was still in. I think partially because of Christine Baranski. I think possibly because I'm just out of other things to watch. I got to say, I thoroughly enjoy, I was about to call her Miranda, um, <laughs> Cynthia Nixon in this. You know, I think I found her much more watchable in this than I found, find, I, I've not kept up with and just like that. So, but this is such like, a okay. different version for her because she's so meek and nice in this. The, yeah, huh. she- She's in a Franklin, she plays Eleanor Roosevelt in a biopic that I'm obsessed with her performance in because she has these horrible teeth. Anyway, <laughs> you know, I don't like the daughter, the main girl that the show is about. And so that's slightly problematic. <laughs> but I've, I enjoy the show in a, I have nothing better to do sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm like super into it in, in a way that I didn't expect. Like I very much was sad that it was over when it ended. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to binge an entire. I just wanted to sit there and keep watching it. I I was I was so it, annoyed that I didn't have a second episode to watch. I was like, oh yeah. Really? I was glad and it was, was long. long. It was like, it was like an hour and yeah. a half or something. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised that I had gotten uh because because I think yeah. it kind of started slow for me. Like I was okay at the beginning. Like I wasn't like bored or anything. But I was kind of like, and then eventually it gets to the point where I was like, oh yeah, I'm into this. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it kind of gave me like the whole status and this and that. And this is so. This would be so dumb, but. Dana, you'll understand, maybe. But it, it kind of it kind of gave me like a dramatized, like old version of what watching Housewives. a Real Housewife show is yes, like. It's one hundred percent a Housewife show. Yes, it's it's, and I was it's just like, Housewives of New York, uh, the predecessor. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I liked uh, Carrie Coon's character, the the new money neighbor, whatever. And I thought, yes, mm, I loved her. I, I just, and I, I, even though you know, I, and I feel bad for her. Obviously, yeah. my favorite character is Christine Baranski uh, because of obvious reasons and you know that's just going to be who I'm going to like and I just that that'll be that 
but as a human being, I obviously am not agreeing with all of her, her things, but I will say to your point, Jackie, before and everything, I like that they are, they are addressing racial disparity, but that we are also seeing it in a way that it's not going to be the only thing that the story is about for that character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I like that it's a little bit of a fantasized well, and I also like version, that we get to meet, you know? yeah, it's a little fantasy in some ways, but we do get to see someone who did go to school, knows her letters, knows how to write, wants to be an author. Cause those, those, those people existed obviously. Right. Um, and so it's nice to get a story, you know, that way. So we'll, well, I mean, I like we'll see that, how nuanced and good it is eventually, but yeah. I like that Christine Baranski's character who, for all intents and purposes, is not the best person, right, and everything. And I like that, and she, she's higher than thou, holier than thou, uppity and all this, whatever, status and all this. And for her, it did not seem apparent to me that in anything questioning this girl coming into her house, none of it had to do with race, it seemed. Like with what her feelings well. were about. It, maybe it did, but it didn't feel that way to me in a big way. And I like that she's like, oh, well, you want to live here and you want to, you can work as my secretary and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. You know, the rest of the, the house staff and stuff is mostly Irish, I guess, which just seems kind of accurate to the times. But yeah, I don't know. It just felt in a way where I was like, I hope that this, that this woman gets an actual story that's not just about being black. Well, I do think Christine Brancy's character, the race was actually an important part in her character but in a positive way which is not a portrayal we always see like it's not not necessarily like charity right that she's taking this girl but she is sort of sticking her neck out and being an ally in some senses being like oh I see you have the appropriate skills for the type of job I need someone to do for me I'm not going to in fact maybe because you are a person of color I'm I'm you know a little bit being rebellious well and she also gave she gave money to that school that she had gone to and so I think in some ways like she feels akin to this girl's success already right Right. and then i will say that i you know any bit of white saviorism (laughs) yeah of course right we're gonna see that for sure yeah and like but i do think that like i think that she sees something in her you know like the determination or like the ambition that she sort of had when she had to you know apparently marry a monster in order to get the money and the name that they currently have Mm -hmm. so i think i don't know i think they're gonna be an interesting pair. Yeah. I'm I, excited to see who what Donna Murphy's character becomes, like her at the end. Which one's Donna seems, Murphy? She's the um, mother um, at the end. She's, uh, I think she was at that charity thing before. Oh, right. She's the one, is she the one who showed up because she wants the check? But, oh, like, and she, oh she plays really Mrs. Astor. No, yeah. she doesn't need a check. Oh, Mrs. Oh, Astor. Mrs. Astor. Yeah, she's super yeah. Asshole. Yeah. Mrs. Astor is like the main, like, okay, yeah. right, right, Well, she's, right, the, right. she's the queen bee. Like, she's, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, so she's, she's like, head of everything right yeah and i can't remember like anybody's names at this point but she i i'm like okay i'm gonna like you <laughs> yeah <laughs> no. drawn to that character it's the same as the real housewives i'm always drawn to the lisa well, i mean of course i mean i just mean the ones who think they're like royalty and the, the queen of their season the karen huger like they're above the oh Gina, well so i think you know. mrs astor is the kathy hilton oh i love that even more yeah because she has money and she's not worried about what yeah. everyone else thinks about her, but everyone else is worried about impressing her. And she oh, might okay, actually yeah. not be opposed to the new money coming in, but like everyone is concerned about. Well, Mrs. she did. Astor. She burned the letter. Mrs. Astor burned the letter? Yeah. Oh. Isn't that what happened at the last? The I scene? can't remember. Yeah, Probably. she did. I think. Yeah, she, she burns, she yes. burns the okay. invitation. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. No, but maybe she, yeah, okay. That. 
Because remember, the son likes them yeah, because the they son, met at exactly. that party or right, whatever. Right. And then so she, a, he was like, oh, you're... way too many characters in this. <laughs> Look, Dean, you all... need to pay more attention because the rest of us were like really into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I have the cast list up and I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> I also love the subplot of like the younger generation being the ones who are kind of going to sort of make the change and like mm-hmm. the older people being the ones that kind of, you know, aren't i don't know i'm i'm curious to see how it goes and i'm and i love i love i mean i love the -the over-the-top costumes and you know and that's part of the reason why i'm always gonna like and i don't remember her name but upstart lady what's her name russell mrs russell mrs russell yeah yeah i'm gonna always like her because she's gonna be over the top because she has to prove she has all the money like she's you know the unsinkable molly brown but yeah i mean i always love an old I'm going to be so pissed off if this show mirrors, and this might be a mild spoiler for Downton, but, you know, the Mr. whatever his name is, the, the, the Hugh whatever his face is. God, all the names are escaping me right now. Um, the guy who's in charge of Downton Abbey, right? Like the Lord or whatever. At one, sorry, is it okay if I mild? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. for me, I don't care. Okay, he, you know, there's at one point a dalliance uh, or a, close to a dalliance. I think he, I think he has like, a, you know, he falls for the the help, right? Like there's a maid who comes in who, you know, flirts with him, uh, and he falls for it. And I'm like, if they mirror this plot line again with whatever the schemey, you know, lady, I'm like, it, make yeah. it stop. Well, they definitely like, teased it. It's in the next. Well, they absolutely did, but I like, I like the relationship between the Russells. I'm like, yeah, like yeah, he seems like me a supportive. Too. I want them to be supportive of each other because I kind of love yeah. that. They're like a weird power like, couple. Yeah. Like yeah. I love I love them against the world kind of feel. Yeah. So we'll see, obviously. Hopefully right. it doesn't go there, but. No, well, I, I know what they're is, setting up, but, yeah, but I'm. It's like, yeah. Well, I'm hoping that like he'll reject it or something. They could be know. teasing something that he doesn't go for. Or yeah. Right. yeah. Or, or she feels like spurned by it and then causes problems. Yeah. I don't know. I will say I agree. The costumes are great and everything. I love that. I'm not in love with the production value of some of the sets. Oh, I think in the houses and stuff, it's cool and all this, whatever. But like, man, every time they're crossing that street, I'm like, you are on the back lot. Like, you are, (laughs) I've been there, I've walked there. And there were a couple times where I swear, crossing that street or on this, whatever, looking in the, in the distance, it was a a painted wall backdrop of the street continuing. And you can just, and I know that you, you, Oh, 100%. They do yeah. that a lot, but it looked so apparent. It was like, oh my yeah. god! Like, yeah, it was. Scary. It was every time they were outside. It was like, yeah. Oof, let's it not feels go really outside. Like, why are we outside? Like, yeah. stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so, like, saying that in the same vein as talking about the last show, we were just talking about how, like, obviously it's different. It's in the it's present day. It's easier to accomplish and everything. But it, like, it, the production value of the sets and stuff felt there. I was like, ooh, HBO, this didn't feel. And I saw it's Universal Television. So literally it was filmed across the street from me. Like, it's like, mm. I've walked on those streets. <laughs> you know, and it's like. Yeah. Party there. I went to a New Year's Eve party there once. There you go. Oh. Um, yeah. it, it felt very apparent in those moments. Like other things, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, it's very clear. Yeah, inside the houses and stuff was fine to me. But, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. so that part was a little sad. But, you know, it it's not enough to ruin it. I, I was just, you know, like, again, no expectation, but I was just very surprised by how taken i was with the story i didn't even look at my phone one time when i was watching it i was just very into it well i i started watching after we wrapped last week because i was like okay i'll just like start and you know and and you again we've i've mentioned before already i'm not a late night person yeah <laughs> um and i thought i was gonna pass out and just pick it up more nope watch the whole hour and a half in one go and you did it so, yeah i did yeah, it yeah. yeah do either of you know who the main girl the young girl's mother is a real life mother no 
no, but I, I was going to say, I, I actually liked her, though. I was surprised you didn't like her. I, I liked, liked her, her, too. I don't, I'm into her. I don't know if it's her fault. I just don't love the character. Because I, what I liked about Downton is that there are three daughters, and so it's sort of, like, spread out amongst... It's not all know, just on one, yeah. Yeah, like, the drama is... And I know I know the, the you know, the friend-slash-secretary is going to have her own plot lines, but it feels like all the romance is hinging on the, the main girl. But uh, just take, take a guess at... I was going to say, should we guess? Like, can you give you a guess? They are from an acting family. It is their mother who is very famous. So it's it's this main girl's mother you're saying yes, is very famous. Yes, her real life acting, mother. And it's an acting family. Yes. So is it, and so, okay, so she's married. Her mother is. Or was married or whatever to someone or had a baby with someone who's also an actor, but not as. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, just that, that the they have siblings who are also actors. And oh, their mother is an oh. Actor. oh, okay. Their mother That's is acting. one of the most legendary living actors of our time. Wait, Meryl Streep's daughter? It's Meryl Streep's daughter. That's Meryl. That's okay, but it, okay. Wow, she doesn't really look that much like her. Well, but now that you look at her, now that you know that, yeah, because I now that I know that not, I mean, she's not. I don't want I, like she's not ugly by any means, right? But she is. No, but she's not distinct looking. Well, because Meryl trying to place it. beautiful, but like in her own way, she's like she's right. Yeah, she's very specific. Their wow. features are slightly confusing wow, to me. I could totally see. But it. now that now that you know um, that, it that just, I know I, it's just it's like see it absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so like um, her 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 sister's Mamie Gummer. Yeah. You know, obviously mother's Meryl. Um, I, her last name is Jacobson, or, or her middle name is Jacobson. She goes by that, which is why it was not as it obvious. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, wow. that was a discovery wow. I just made. <laughs> cool. I like that. It. I don't as much because I'm like, oh. The nepotism. <laughs> yeah. But see, I like it in the way where I liked her in the show. And so I like it in the way where. Well, I like, like that she's not using the street name. You know, she's trying. Too, but, like, but I, you know, she people, is probably in the back room. Yeah. So it like, doesn't really naturally, matter. But... I naturally liked her fine. And I, it's not due to nepotism that I automatically just assume. She, you know what I mean? I, right. So I like that about it. But uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense in a. I feel like their facial features work for period pieces. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, uh, and but then also like Taisa Farmiga, I didn't, I didn't know she was in this, and I was like, I was like, God, is she young enough for this role? Even though she looks like a child, and then I was realizing she is. She's like barely, she's like twenty or something, and it's crazy to me because she's been around for so long that I'm just convinced she's already full grown. Which I know twenty you are, yeah. but I just, but I mean, like I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, like, you know, and she's playing someone who's like not out in society yet. I'm like, what the I hell? I know, yeah, but she's, uh, but she is young. Yeah, but it's interesting because this is this is only her uh, Louisa Jacobson's the woman's name. It's only her second screen credit, so I'm like, mm. <laughs> to be getting like a yeah, yeah, uh, a role like that where you're kind of arguably well one of you're, the, you're a big part. You're a big part yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, you know, Huge big part. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, that was a that was an interesting. Oh, I mean, I'm gonna keep is- watching it. I certainly enjoyed it exponentially more yeah. than I enjoyed Woman in the blah blah blah. blah, blah. You know, maybe it was an expectation thing, but yeah, I recommended it to my sister like immediately after I watched it. So that yeah, I recommended that it to a friend with the caveat that you know I'm not like you have to watch the show, but I was like, oh, it's good if you're on a TV. Like it's a it's a good option to be watching right now. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I'm excited to see where it goes. All right. Well, uh, briefly, what else is everyone watching this week? We had a lot. It's a, there was a, this was a loaded week. <laughs> I was gonna say I have s- watched so many things this week. Oh, what did you want? I, I did. I just what, I, 
I was trying to think, what else have I watched? So maybe I, I was like, are you still on your 90 Day Fiance? No, you I like, yeah, it is, I'm it's basically caught up. Honestly, I, I've watched like five seasons of it. And, like we're all we're there. I'm paused <laughs> right now because like I don't know, I'm mad at some of the characters. Anyway, but um, <laughs> it's between you and the TV. Yeah, you know how sometimes I get weird about characters and then I don't want to watch it, even though they're not real people. They're real people. Well, they're real people. Yeah, they're not characters. That's true. <laughs> uh, but anyway. You must have watched Well, one of them I was going to say, it's probably what, Dana, what you might have to say, but I, so I'll let you say that one because I have like a thousand things I watch, but what, Apple what TV do you Plus. Think oh, The After Party? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. No, I didn't watch that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I'm good. Excited I'm glad. to keep going. Okay. I, was, I really enjoyed every single episode. Okay. You, you liked it from the start? Mm-hmm. Like, right okay. Away. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, Jackie, I don't know if it's a you show as much just because I do think there's a lot of like awkward secondhand embarrassment moments. There's, yeah, there's awkward stuff, but I know it's a, but it's a fun whodunit. Like this one's actually like, I'm like, I don't know who I think did it yet. And I'm really, after three episodes, it's it's night and day compared to the woman. I do, I do love, you know, I love a whodunit. Oh, that's so much more smartly done. I did recently um, restart rewatching because um, I have seen them all already, but um, Miss Fisher's uh, Murder Mysteries. I don't know if anyone's ever seen those, but they're pretty good. It's it's a show from Australia, I think. Oh, my parents but it, watched that. Yeah, but it, but, it ended, but it ended up on like, I don't know, PBS or something yeah, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And it's from the 20s and she's like a lady detective in the 20s and like. Um, yeah, yeah. My parents really like that show. Yeah. And um, so I, st- I started rewatching that and I really liked it. I also watched a bunch of, I watched a bunch of ice skating. I'm very excited about the Winter Olympics starting soon. So I yes. rewatched. See, this is who I am as a person. I went, I went and re-watched um, like worlds and stuff so I could uh, have an idea of who I'm rooting for. I mean, I'm impressed. Next week, she's like, I, uh, I'm watching Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched all of Murder, She Wrote. Oh, I do, I do like a murder mystery. I, and it's funny because uh, I forgot because I hadn't watched a bunch in a while, but only Murders in the Building really rekindled yeah. my romance, I think. Starting yeah, with... I've- um, Knives Out, which I obviously loved more than a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people, most people love that. Yeah, I feel like, I like yeah, a lot of people liked it. Like I wasn't, you know, I'm not alone in liking it, but it did kind of mm-hmm. re- rekindle my, my, uh, I, um, I've been like a total watchaholic. I watched Janet Jackson, most importantly on uh, any. I, I, oh, I, I haven't I figured seen somebody that yet. Gonna, I really yeah. want to watch that though. Oh, you have to. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. my weekend was about Janet. And uh, as they should be, I'm a big Janet Janet stan over here, and so I, it was it was great. I mean, it's not all that relevatory, but it was nice to hear from her. You know, she's kind of the well, she's kind of the queen. I mean, what what Beyonce does and these people, whatever, like she's kind of the queen of. I don't have to tell you anything, and so she doesn't mm-hmm. say a lot. And uh, ignoring, kind of just class, class, very classily ignoring the shit that gets put out there about her, and so she's kind of addressing some of it, but in her really kind, you know, just. Janet way I love her to death so that was nice to watch I watched the secrets of playboy which I've you know I've been enjoying I didn't you know I have feelings but I've been enjoying it and then also getting curious with John Jonathan Van Ness on that oh. oh I do want to watch that I haven't watched we'll it yet though. we'll give a warning I mean I put it on it was like a background thing I can't imagine sitting there watching it intently but it was I think he's hysterical so I was like okay cool fun the first episode is all about bugs and yeah. there are a lot of them and it's not the best one to start. I don't know why they would start out like well, that. Well, that's I why loved... I didn't actually start it because I was like, I was about to start watching and then it was about bugs and I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this. I'd say so... you're totally fair to skip the episode, honestly. I had a hard time with it because I'm very, I hate bugs and I'm very arachnophobic and so it was hard for me. But I will say, I really appreciated that the messaging around it was 
to be kind to bugs because I hate it when people kill bugs. And I know people do and I'm not judging anybody, but I don't like it. So yeah. I, I just did not need – because I started watching it being like, oh, this is a fun show for me to watch before I go to bed. And then oh, no. one of my worst nightmares having been a New York City resident is cockroaches. And it's just yeah. immediately like a huge – Starts out, up. yeah. And I was just like, no! Yeah. But every yeah. other episode has nothing to do with bugs. Yeah, yeah. And- so I, I just was like, nope. Yeah. I just moved to the second episode. I was like, I was like, oh, maybe I should just start with ice getting one since that's what I'm doing yeah. right now. And then, yeah. um, and then you I do just, not need to watch them. Other than, other than the bug thing, it's it's a harmless, fun, just kind of background show, and I thought that was cute. Another one that I thought was kind of fun, I watched on HBO Max, um, was Takeout with Lisa Ling. Have you heard of this? Oh yeah, I've been. Oh, I do want to watch that. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it was it's an easy watch again, kind of short episodes and everything, but it was interesting. I thought it was. I don't. I'm not big on food shows all that much i've just never really have been if you liked that one you should watch ugly delicious on netflix i don't know if you ever watched that one i haven't david chang is a famous chef but he actually goes around and talks about all these different foods and like the socio-political background of a lot of them like tacos mm-hmm. and pizza like the first episode's pizza and it's not as interesting as the rest of them but the rest of them like tacos and like going into like why do we think that like only French food counts as fancy and the history and the like, um, and it's so interesting, honestly. It is, yeah. Like, Cause this, what I liked about like, this really was cool. that it, yeah. Cause I liked about this, that it was like exploring different, different uh, Asian cuisines and kind of talking about how they're Americanized, but also goes into the history of these different Asian cultures and their influence on building America in so many different ways yes. that we don't know about cause we don't get taught about it at all. And I thought that no. was really cool. And no, I wish it were more love... in depth. But... Yeah, because Ugly Delicious does that too. And like the um, Vietnamese culture like really influenced a lot of like Creole dishes. And like – Yeah, this one goes over that a little bit too. So interesting. Um, and it's just stuff I didn't know about food yeah. and the history and like socioeconomic stuff that has to yeah. go into it. And more people should talk about it. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. And then the last two. I just watched two and... movies. Have you guys heard of these movies? The Fallout on HBO Max. I, oh, I saw, yeah, I watched I it because, yeah, it's heavy. I watched it because Jenna Ortega, I liked her a lot in the new Scream film. And I thought mm. she kind of carried the whole thing. And even though she wasn't the main character, I was like, oh, she's in that. Okay, cool. And it's with Maddie Ziegler or whatever. But yeah, it's heavy. But um, yeah. I thought it was decent. And then I watched uh, The Last Letter from Your Lover on Netflix. Oh. Have you heard of this? You no, might like this. I've, con- I've considered yeah. watching it several times and never have. Yeah. So I don't know. Felicity Jones and Shailene like Woodley. Oh. I liked it. I don't know. I was into it. Yeah, because yeah. it, it looks up my alley. I just yeah, it reminded it. me of something you might like. But yeah, so that was yeah. I watched a ton of shit. I don't know what was what to go. Over. I mean, I watch things a lot, but you know, that yeah. in addition to everything else we talked about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, I still was dealing with uh, Sundance, so I watched a oh, kajillion yeah. movies that I've watched so many movies in a short span of time. But um, the other thing I started was it's called Somebody Somewhere. Yes. And it's on HBO Max with Bridget oh. Everett and Jeff Hiller. And it's I, I'm enjoying it. It's quieter, quieter and like slow, but it's kind of nice. And yeah. and I just find Bridget Everett so watchable. She's, you know, super close with Amy Schumer. If anyone saw a movie called Patty Cake, she's really good in that. Uh, she's a sort of modern cabaret, I think, person. Hmm. Yeah, but it's it's also there's a lot of singing in it and you know, that type of performance. It feels like it's going somewhere heavy, which is fine. I think they're handling it really well, but I, I found it very enjoyable. Cool. I love yeah. that. Yeah, she um, she is one of my favorite parts in uh, in a train wreck. I think it is Amy Schumer, but <laughs> yeah, 
they're at like the baby shower or whatever and she's like oh yeah and they talk about daring some she goes yeah we, we let the kids watch like american idol or something something stupid and bridget's like oh, too soon because <laughs> <laughs> <She's, laughs> yeah, it's just so stupid but it, she makes me laugh every time i love her she's she's so great she's i mean and she's also on inside amy schumer obviously not yeah, obviously but I love, yeah. which you know i i stand that that yeah, show. she's very funny. But yeah, mostly again, mostly very, which is why I didn't watch the Fallout because I was just on such a heavy movie kick that I was oh, yeah, like, yeah. I cannot do. This. Yeah, it, it puts you in a place, Jackie. It's just about it's about like a school shooting and and two girls that go through it in a bathroom stall together, and then kind of what happens to them after. Oh, yeah, wow, wow. but it, it you know it was decent. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you both. Yeah. Thank you. All. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt, and now a couple of quick follow-up points. So just to be super-duper clear, it's not Mithril. Mithril is from Lord of the Rings. It's Beskar that we are making tiny, adorable armor for Grogu out of. And then DJ Rex, or RX-24, aka Captain Rex, was originally built for Star Tours The Ride. In fact, it was actually voiced by Paul Rubens, aka Pee Wee Herman. It is a canonical character. And then when they opened Galaxy's Edge, he now has a second career at Augs Cantina and goes by R-3X or Rex. And then as for the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window, I truly hate that title and actually technically speaking more about the woman in the window, the fear of going outside is called agoraphobia. And then for the Gilded Age, Warm Springs was the TV movie I was referencing that has Cynthia Nixon where she plays Eleanor Roosevelt that actually won a bunch of awards and Kenneth Branagh plays Franklin Roosevelt. And finally, the name I could not remember for the life of me was Lord Grantham, who's played by Hugh Bonneville and he does have an affair with the maid. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.